Welcome to This Engineering Life, the undergraduate series. I am Rebecca Simmons, an associate professor of the practice in mechanical engineering and materials science at Duke University. Joining me is Grant Sinia Mosin. All three are undergraduate engineering students also at Duke University. In this episode, we talk about interviews. Right now, and through the, the entire semester and into next year, students are really busy with academics and social demands, but there's also the added stress and hopefully some excitement of interviewing for internships and for seniors, full-time jobs. Some of these interviews go really well. Others are crazy or very difficult, and some are just baffling. We talk to students to get their insights and have them share stories about interviews that, that have gone well and, and not so well. We also talk to experts to get insights on how we should prepare for an interview, some of the highlights that they've seen in the past, and just general advice. Join us for this fun episode. Hi, thank you for joining us today. Would you please introduce yourself with your name, your major, and a fun fact about yourself? Uh, hi, so uh, my name's Caleb. I'm a senior in mechanical engineering, and my fun fact about me is I worked at a drone startup uh, in Israel the two summers ago. Um, so I actually I was in Israel working for them, which was ridiculously cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so Caleb, you have, being a senior, you have gone through quite a few interviews. And yeah. <laughs> yes, and currently going through even more. So looking back, do you have any um, stories? Um, I remember there was a company I had applied to. I sent in my application in what must have been November. And so right around early, Jan mid-January, about a week or so after the semester starts, um, it was a Monday morning um, and I was meeting uh it was a friend of uh, a friend of a friend from my freshman dorm, and he wanted he was going into mechanical engineering, so I was getting lunch with him. Um, and so we're standing in line, and you know, I like I get my pasta, and I get a call from a random number I pick up because I'm you know, curious. I'm like, hey, my name's Caleb, and they say hi. My name's you know whatever from the company that was applying to me. Do we have a second to talk about your application? I'm assuming like that something had gone wrong with the application, something had gotten lost. They wanted my transcript. They're like, sure, what's up? And he says, perfect. Let's start the interview. So I'm sitting there holding a bowl of pasta about to go talk to this freshman. And they're like, okay, cool. So tell me a little bit more about yourself. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And so then they proceeded to have, as I'm sitting there in the middle of West Union with this freshman, just like eating his food, watching as I am just absolutely bombing this interview in a way like you could never believe. Like I always deep down kind of assumed like, you know, interview prep is important, but like if I really had to wing an interview, I could do it. I, I so cannot. I so thoroughly cannot. It was he had like had an older version of my resume. So there was stuff that was out of date on it. So he asked me about one thing and I was like, oh, I don't actually, I, I cut that from my resume because I couldn't explain it well. He asked me, eventually they asked me, there were like four standard questions I ask every applicant. They, and they were just like random general engineering questions. So like explain how a four stroke engine worked. And I just totally spaced. Explain how like, a, like they fit the, the fluid mechanics behind a hydraulic uh, jack, like a four stroke area. Nothing, I just do a total blank. And I just sat there after the interview, just thinking like, oh my God, like that could not have gone worse. You know, I did yeah, not because get you must have been in, in your mind, you must have been like, wait, where do I go? What do I do? Noise in the background, everything, right? Every like alarm in my head was just, just siren was going off. It was just the worst. Uh, it was without a doubt the worst interview. I've, I've had bad interviews. That was 
without question the worst. I didn't know even what the job was. I'd applied so long, I didn't even know what job he was talking about. He's like, he mentioned, uh, so tell me why you think you're really qualified for this position. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, I don't know what job I'm supposed to be interviewing for. This is so bad. I started talking through, I'd applied to two jobs there and I guessed wrong. So I started explaining like why I was really good for one job. And he's like, okay, but just so you know, you're applying for this job. And I'm like, oh. So it did, it, it, it could not have gone worse. There, there's no happy ending to this either. They never called me back. You know, and this is not unusual though. I've talked to many students where they have gotten random calls totally unexpected that turned into interviews. And it's really hard to transition. It definitely like taught me in some way, like I kind of always need to be prepared in some sense. Like I now kind of know my resume cold at this point. And I should say, I guess I've prepared for enough interviews now that I think if I got ambushed, I could probably explain most of my resume pretty thoroughly. But like, I definitely think it taught me like the value of preparing for interviews. And also like, it was kind of humbling, like things are going to go bad. Like I ended up, and I ended up having a job for the summer. So it was kind of like, reassuring that like even if you screw up this badly like every interview is not like the end of the world if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're gonna get another chance it was not you know it, it was this was about as badly as it could have gone and I turned out fine I can't say the job went well but I turned out fine now uh, just quickly any um interview just quick story that you you thought r- went really well and and why did that happen um, yeah, so actually for the drone job that I had, um, I guess two summers ago, that was one where I thought it was going horribly until the very end when I realized it wasn't. So he started off by asking me a really detailed technical question to which I just drew a complete blank. But by the end of the interview, I ended up kind of learning enough about their tech kind of just by talking to him that I kind of was like asking him questions about it. And I think that was, and he said the reason that they ended up hiring me was because I sort of, because they listened to the questions I asked and they figured, you know, the technical skills you'll figure out once you get here, but the sort of always be questioning whatever they're doing, ask them, well, why are you doing your, so they, this particular company, they drill stakes into the ground with a drone, essentially. And I was asking, well, why are you using stakes? Why aren't you using um, different types of markers, cones, et cetera? And they, he said he was impressed by the idea that like, even in an interview, you're sort of still questioning what they're doing. And I think that was sort of, particularly for a startup, for a startup or a place with a startup mentality, the idea that even in an interview, you're still kind of questioning, well, why would you do your process this way? Why would you design your thing this way? I think is really valuable. And they said that was a, that was a big thing that they took away from that. So definitely kind of, I would say being an active interviewer in some sense, as opposed to kind of, they ask a question, you give an answer, question, answer, kind of actively participating with them, showing that you're ready to come on and work for them and not uh, and not require three months just before you're even comfortable asking questions, I think was a big thing. And you, you had studied the background of this company. So mm-hmm. then you were able to ask questions, not like, what do you do, but more in-depth questions based on the research you had done and, and then the questions you asked, right? I mean, yeah, just preparing for the interview as part of your background research. You know, they happen to have a lot of stuff sort of more readily available um, I think it might, that might be harder for a big company, I guess. I don't really, you know, I'm not sure if you're applying to, you know, a GM or a, you know, a Ford or something like that, if you can really find out about details about the manufacturing process ahead of time. But absolutely kind of the idea that you do your, do your homework you know, coming in with a plan uh, of how you're going to approach any question they could ask and how you're going to engage the interviewer and not just be kind of not just kind of be another, oh, okay, I talked to this guy for 20 minutes and now he's gone. I remember Caleb because he asked me this really interesting question about why we do our drone this way, as opposed to, 
Oh, Caleb, he had a bunch of good guidance questions. Cool. Next. That's great. Okay. Last final thing. So going into an interview, what, how would you describe your feelings? Excited? Extremely Nervous? Scared. Extremely scared? Absolutely terrified. Every time. <laughs> Every good. time terrified. But that kind of fuels you a little bit, right? That sort of anxiety is always what sort of drives me. I, very personally, sort of, I'm more motivated by, oh my gosh, I have so much to do than, uh, than anything else. To anyone who has had a first interview and felt scared, I'm not sure if this is, con- you know, if this makes you feel better or worse, but it doesn't get any easier. It's always scary. <laughs> okay, well, wonderful. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you. Hi, how's it going? Oh, it's going really well. How are you? I'm good. Um, could you just introduce yourself to me? Yeah. Um, so my name is Megan Richards. I'm a junior from Orlando. I'm studying ECCS with a minor in global health. That's awesome. Could you tell me, do you have any interesting or funny interview stories? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so there was one time in the spring when I was, it was like a Friday morning. I was on a flight to Boston for like final round onsite interviews and it had been a crazy week, so I hadn't had almost any prep time. So, of course, I was cramming, looking at Glassdoor, seeing like what old interview questions were, literally just on the plane, maybe two hours before I was supposed to be interviewing. And I was looking through some of the problems were pretty normal and expected. And I came across this one problem that I thought was very difficult. It was this clock problem, and they had all these coins, and they were expecting you to put the coins in various sequences around the clock. And then they had a bunch of these rules associated with it. And you had to find all the possible sequences. You could put the coins around the clock that would meet these certain types of conditions. And I thought it was super difficult. I had no idea how to approach it from a comp sci perspective. But I thought the interview questions that I was looking through were a mix of both intern questions and full-time questions. And so I saw that and immediately dismissed it as, this is way, way too difficult to ask for an intern interview. I don't need to understand this. And I went on, totally. the rest of it were pretty fine, but I felt I was feeling reasonably prepared, pretty nervous, but most of the other ones I felt pretty good about. And then I, I showed up and they, you know, of course invited me in, talked to me for a little bit. And I, you know, opened up my computer and they start writing the question on the whiteboard on the side of the wall. And I look over and I see a picture of a clock. I saw the clock and immediately realized this was the very same problem that I had dismissed <laughs> as being ridiculously too difficult. And I look at like the actual clock and I was like, okay, I have an hour <laughs> to try to hopefully figure out some way to approach this problem. And um, it ended up working out. It wasn't as bad as I had initially thought, but I didn't know what to do for a good 30 minutes of that interview. <laughs> um, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, but I thought that that was just very, very ironic that I had dismissed that only hours before. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you think you learned anything from that experience? I honestly think I learned that it's okay not to understand things at first. I think before with coding interviews, I had thought that you were supposed to come into a problem knowing exactly how to solve it, but it ended up working out for me. I ended up like working for them over the summer. And so the fact that I could come into an interview and really have no idea where to start with a problem and still figure out a way to prove my competency to them such that they would hire me kind of changed my perspective of they're not expecting perfection. They just want to see how you think.
Okay, so Kosti, can you please intro yourself? Tell us what you're doing right now and who you are. Yes, so uh, my name is Kosti Shami. I graduated from Duke in 2013 in mechanical engineering with a certificate in aerospace and in 2014 with my master of science in mechanical engineering. Um, and I currently work at General Motors as, a, as an advanced controls manager for our autonomous vehicle programs. Can you talk about what was your interview experience as an undergrad? Do you remember? I do. It luckily, it wasn't too far ago or too far long ago. Um, um, really, there are two main categories that I experienced. Um, one was mostly a behavioral type of interview. And that was mostly, could be summed up as uh, having an interview question based on, tell me about a time when X, Y, and Z. So things like, when you had to resolve conflicts, when you had a difficult challenge at work or a, a, in a school project and had to you know, work together as a team, um, et cetera. And then the technical ones are kind of self-explanatory. Um, for, from my experience, they were not very difficult since you know, some, sometimes software-related ones are, are quite challenging or coding challenges are quite challenging. Um, but for, from my experience, they were mostly like, here's a free body diagram, can you tell me how to resolve, you know, what the forces are on acting on this block. It was relatively straightforward. And then now, now that you're interviewer for, for students, what, what are things that you look for when you're interviewing? Yes, so I have been on the, uh, the Duke recruiting team for GM for about five years now, or almost six years. So we do, you know, tailor our questions to more um, understand what students' thought process processes are uh, when tackling problems, when you know working with other students in a classroom setting, in a in a group project setting, or even an extracurricular setting. Um, and a couple of the things that I really look for are you know depth of understanding of you know how the thought process uh, to get to a solution, how that comes about. Um, and then also really, uh, it's, it's very fun when you can see a student kind of light up when they talk about a passion that they have. And even though it may not directly correlate to the, the exact position we're hiring for, or even the industry we're hiring for, and what, when you can kind of see a student have a passion in a specific area, and you can see it being, being able to morph into, you know, fitting into a job that we have um, within the industry, then it, it actually, it's, it's quite, um, it's quite exciting to see that. And, and, and as far as advice to students, I have a lot of students that will come to me and say, I have an interview coming up, how should I prepare? And then also for freshmen that maybe are thinking about building their portfolio and things that they should be maybe preparing long-term, or do you have advice maybe for the freshmen preparing long-term versus maybe a junior or senior that's interviewing next week? So I would say, um, like I said, or I would say based on my experience, having one or two very concrete examples of a passionate subject are, are very critical to start building upon answers to any type of interview question. So um, for freshmen, I think finding an area of, um, of something that you would want to focus on, something that's a passion of yours and kind of sticking with it um, I, I, you might not know it at this time, but trying to figure out where that is, at least within Duke and maybe even outside of Duke, 
um, is, is a pretty critical first step to be able to then build experiences and to be able to actually build some of these life skills that you can reference later on in an interview process. And then as you know, juniors and seniors that are interviewing for internships and full-time positions, um, I would definitely focus on basically writing down maybe three top things that you've accomplished, um, both technically, um, maybe you know, resolving conflicts and you know, some people leader type skills where you know, you're working together as a team and coordinating across a, you know, a wide range of, of um, constraints potentially. Excellent. Okay, any last feedback for students going into interviews? I would say to focus on being yourself. It's, it's pretty clear um, when a student feels that they're out of their element and is trying to sell themselves uh, without feeling confident. And I know feeling confident is sometimes very difficult. So um, a lot of ways to boost confidence is just practice and make it feel like it's second nature to have these conversations about things that you've accomplished. That's great. Thanks, Costi. Thank you. Hey, um, could you just introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Anuj Thacker, and I graduated May 20 of 20. And what are you doing right now? Um, currently sitting, you know, chilling. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm in Los Angeles working for SpaceX. That's great. And what, what discipline are you in? Uh, mechanical engineering. Um, I just wanted to ask you, have you had any particularly interesting interview experiences in the past? Yeah, so my actual, actually my first technical interview ever was sophomore year. And I had um, a fun situation where the folks really were not good about keeping a, keeping a timeline. So I had an interview scheduled and, you know, I got ready, phone interview, um, and I was essentially waiting for a call and didn't receive a call called the company, no answer. A couple hours later, I was in class and I got a phone call saying that this company was ready to interview me. I said, hey, sorry, I'm in class. Let's reschedule. Um, so then they rescheduled for the next day. And the next day I found a great location, got all ready to interview again, um, hopped on the phone once again. No one called me. I called the company. No one picked up. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm just not going to interview with this company. And then a little bit later, you know, I was walking around and it was a very rainy day that day. Everyone was huddled up inside West Union, Perkins, very loud inside all the buildings. And I was walking from West Union to Perkins at this time. And I don't have an umbrella, so I was just getting a little drenched. And then this company calls me and said, hey, we're ready to interview you. So I was drenched at this point. And I said, all right, let's do the interview. And I tried to go to Perkins, find a quiet spot. But everyone has, was having a rowdy time in Perkins. All the study rooms were full. So I ended up being able to only find a quiet place outside in the rain and ended up conducting this entire technical interview as I was getting absolutely poured on by terrible amounts of rain let's just say that's not the best situation to be doing an interview in and <laughs> i bombed it and did not get the job what advice do you have for students that are preparing for technical interviews now 
I think that a lot of people freak out and think, oh, like, what if I don't know enough? What if I'm not good enough? How do I prep and make sure that I know everything I need to to be a good fit for this company? But I think what a lot of students don't do is ask themselves, is this company the right fit for me? Getting hired is a two-way street. And of course, you know, the in the end, it's really important to make sure that you feel like you're going to enjoy your time at whatever company you're at. How would you say is the best way to actually figure that out and figure out if a company is a good fit for you? Take a little bit of time and think about, you know, the group projects that you've worked on and identify what you like in group members. And what are those projects and situations you've gotten to where you really feel like you're, you get into a flow, you know, time passes and six hours go by and it feels like the blink of an eye. Like once you've identified those, you know, traits of group, a group or people that you really enjoy working with, try and probe the interviewers or do a little bit, a little bit of research about the company and see if you can find, um, you know, what their culture is. Are those the kinds of personalities that are present at that company? Um, you know, maybe go go on LinkedIn, find Duke alumni and set up informational interviews where you really you you ask about the culture. I mean, in the end, that's what working for a company is, is working with others all the time. And if you're working on a group project where you don't like the people, that's not a group project you want to be working on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you said you had a second piece of advice. If you have a strong understanding of your fundamentals, um, you should be able to answer any kind of brain teaser or question that comes your way. Like I, I think that the the best way to you know prep for technical interviews from a mechanical engineering perspective is um, you know go back to your very first classes, your statics, your materials, and really understand everything that you're taught. Um, I will also say you know a lot of companies very much like to talk about the projects you've worked on and you know, try and probe into how much work you actually did for a club or project and prep as much as you can in understanding how your coursework applies to the projects you've worked on. Thanks for sharing your experience and advice with us. I know that I'll definitely be applying it into my own interviews and I hope it's helpful for a lot of other people going into recruiting season. Um, thank you. So we are with Jen from the Career Center. Jen, can you please introduce yourself and your role at the Career Center? Sure. I am one of the assistant directors of career services um, for the Undergraduate Career Center. And all of us are generalists, so we do a little bit of everything and work with all students, but we also have focus areas, and mine happens to be STEM. So I work most closely with engineering, um, energy and environment, and computer science, but serve all of those um, STEM categories, and I've been at Duke for just a little over four years now. That's really great. Um, what resources do the Career Center provide, and are there any resources or recommendations that are specific to engineering students? We provide a little bit of everything from resume and other document review to interview prep, practice, career exploration and research, so you don't have to know what you want to do or where you're going in life to see us. Um, assessments like Myers-Briggs and the strong interest inventory that help you figure out what you're good at and what kind of work environments you like. And then programming like 
resume workshops and cover letter workshops, but also ways to learn about different industries. So we do a bunch of panels. We do employer and residence and major events like career fair and diversity showcase and things like that. Um, I think specific to engineering undergrads, we have some industry guides that are engineering focused that are on our website. And we just released um, the newest one, which is mechanical engineering. So that covers everything from different options within mechanical engineering, areas to research, professional organizations, what other students and alumni have done for internships and where they've gone after uh, Duke and how to get involved in Duke projects or clubs and organizations and what kind of things exist for you to get experience while you're at Duke. So those are pretty cool. Um, I'm working on creating them for everything, but they take a really long time. So COVID has actually been a great way to uh, have some extra time to work on some of that stuff. Um, we also do like tabling things before events, like before Tech Connect, we set up in twenties and talk to students about how to go through a career fair and questions they might have and things like that. So we try to do some of that. We also do drop-in advising over at Pratt, um, generally in the fall um, and sometimes in the spring, depending on what our schedules look like. Um, but then interviewing specific, I also wanted to kind of jump on that stuff too. Every semester, usually we do a practice interview day. So we bring in alumni and employers and other folks who do interviewing for their jobs and um, students can sign up to practice those interviews one-on-one -on -one with employers. So it's a good opportunity to get some experience in with behavioral interviewing and also to meet some employers, um, figure out kind of some areas where you might be weak to work on. And um, this year we actually held a technical interviewing portion of that. That went really well. We also do practice individuals one-on-one -on -one as counselors. Um, and we just introduced a new software, at least for the fall, called Big Interview. And that's duke.biginterview.com. And students can go on there and there, as we set it up, there will be preset kind of questions and sets of questions that folks can answer. But right now you can go in and do a practice interview, record yourself, and then play back that recording so you can see how your answers sounded, what you might want to work on, and then there's some best practice kind of uh, advice for that. Yeah, so. oh, that's really great. How a, a freshman may use the Career Center be different than a sophomore, junior, or senior, or do you have something that you recommend as a freshman, just check us out, go to the website, come in? Is, is there any different advice based on what year you are? Well, I think some of it has to depend individually on how far ahead you are. If you have a resume that you've used for industry before, or if you're using the one you used for college, that's probably several pages and just a big list of everything. We definitely work with first year students. We have a big focus in our office on connecting with first year students because it's really our goal to get students in as early as possible to get them familiar with all these pieces so that they're not scrambling in their last year to get everything together to remember what they did for four years duke students do so much that if you were a senior trying to look back and remember everything that you did to put on your resume um, that would be really tough so we like to encourage them to work on that through their four years and like I said we also can do major exploration you know personal values assessments strengths assessments and all kinds of stuff to help help people figure out who they are and what they want out of life 
And I think the earlier you get on that stuff too, uh, the better off you are. So we really encourage first year students to get in as much as possible. And we can do all of that stuff with anybody at any point in their college career, but we definitely encourage students to get in early. That's really great. And um, most, and I think like from an undergrad perspective, understanding maybe uh, just interview, additional interview advice, potentially, I know you've gone through that, but I know students, most and you and I have been talking to students, students generally are very nervous going into an interview. Are there any thoughts on how to prepare or, or how to use the career center or just general advice you have for students? My biggest piece of advice for students who are interviewing is practice. Know your experiences, reflect on the things that you've done, sit down and write out everything that you feel like you want to talk about in an interview and the experiences that you've had and what skills you got out of those things. And, you know, did you learn great communication skills because you wrote a lot of briefs or you gained leadership skills because you had to bring a team together that wasn't working well together or thinking through all of those things, the more you prepare those stories and you know your experiences and what you feel like you got out of them, number one, the more comfortable you're going to be, the easier it's going to be for you. And then when you get that really weird out of nowhere question that you weren't expecting, you can kind of sift through those things much more quickly and pick out an answer or a situation or an experience that fits uh, or fits well enough without just being like, oh, I, that's a great question. I have no idea. Um, so we really encourage students to prepare uh, to think ahead and to really reflect on the experiences that they've had. And I think another thing to understand is everything does not have to be academic or work related. If you're an athlete, you get a lot of skills on the field or uh, on the court. And if you did things like debate in high school, there's so much communication skill and research and thinking on your feet and things that come out of experiences like that, that are just as valuable as an experience you might have had within an internship or a class. So we really like to encourage students to remember those pieces of their experience too. And thinking about your experiences in terms of stories, rather than saying, if you say, I'm really detail oriented, that's great. The employer will say, okay, that's a skill we're looking for. But if you tell a story about how paying attention to details made an event go really smoothly and maybe saved it from budget issues or some sort of um, failure, then that story is going to have much more impact than you just saying, I'm very detail oriented. So we really encourage students to use a thing called the STAR method. Um, and that stands for situation, task, action, and result. And all of our stories, and particularly in interviews, because we're nervous, we really talk a lot about the situation and the setup and maybe the task that we did, but we never really get around to what was my role in that? What was the part I played in that? And then what results came out of those actions that I took part in to either make this successful or, you know, this was the result, it didn't turn out that great. So this is how I might do it differently in the future. That's awesome. I didn't know about the star. I'm going to look that up and, and uh, we'll post that on our website too. Yeah, That's we great. have it on the Career Center website as well. So I really like that. Any stories that you have collected that you think uh, are interesting or funny without like saying person's name, obviously, or from the years that you're like, wow, that was like the craziest interview a student's ever told me. My favorite interview answer for somebody, um, at my last university, we were hiring for 
an assistant dean job and one of the questions the candidate got was sell yourself in three words and his answer was not for sale i thought that was a great answer particularly as someone who dealt with conduct issues and things like that so um that's yeah. what i like the best but yeah that's great well that's wonderful thank you so much for joining us and um, I'm excited to put information on the website and I hope that a lot of students come and see you and use the Career Center. Well, let's hope. This Engineering Life is brought to you by the Pratt School of Engineering at Duke University. A special thanks to all of our interviewees for sharing their experiences. Our senior producer is Dr. Rebecca Simmons. Our theme music is from Silverman Sound, Audionautics, and Kevin McLeod. Be sure to check back in two weeks when we chat with the Duke community about startups. You can find this episode and more resources online at thisengineeringlife.com. I'm Mosin. I'm Sydney. And I'm Grant. And this has been This Engineering Life. See you again soon.